Hey everybody, welcome to our brand new Journeys with Jesus God podcast, where we share our highs and lows of our lives, journeys with Jesus, deep testimonies, personal stories, fabulous devotionals, and much, much more. This is an uplifting, faith-based Christian podcast for anyone of all ages to tune in and become blessed. If you know someone that might be interested and encouraged in hearing the word of God, or to come along and be uplifted for your day, then this is the place for you. In his word it says in Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. I hope and pray that this podcast uplifts and touches your hearts and helps you throughout the day. May the Holy Spirit guide, provide, protect and convict you while working alongside you as you face any troubles and struggles you may be facing throughout the day or that you might be going through. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. When trouble comes, but I feel like when trouble comes, most Christians want to escape it, deny it or divorce it, or medicate or avoid it. We do everything but actually try to live with it. Thankfully, Dr. Riken takes great pains in this remarkable book to show us how to live gladly and gloriously through our troubles, rather than take us on a detour around our hardships. He serves as our guide through them. If you're finding it hard to welcome trials as friends, this is the book for you. Dr. Riken is serving as the president of one of the most important Christian institutions of our time. Even in my work in the Middle East, I have been blessed by Wheaton College through my ongoing relationships with professors there and also through the many Wheaton graduates who have worked with me over the years. Um, Dr. Riken is there through both good times and difficult times, always leading with integrity and wisdom so that Wheaton College can truly be for Christ and his kingdom. In this book, Dr. Riken shows his characteristic integrity and his ability to be vulnerable before others in order that they might find solace in Jesus Christ. I am so pleased to fully endorse this book, written by a man I hold in highest esteem. Yes, um... Have you ever felt like God is isolated, not isolating, but um, taking you away from certain people and that around you doesn't seem what it really looks like, doesn't look what it seems and that you're using, you're taking your God up and want to be silent in this time. But there's more. Few books present both comfort and challenge like when trouble comes. Dr. Ripon weaves his own story with the likes of Ruth, David and Paul to illuminate God's path to resilience. You will then gain practical steps to hope when your own soul is troubled and a clear call to action when you witness pain in the world. Also, when you're trying to point out something that you don't think or feel is right, and when you also... Like you went to God about it and God showed you and you tell those people who are living in who are believing something like that you believe is not like true and then they get all defensive maybe it might not be you that you should tell them maybe God will use someone to tell the person 
instead of you looking like the bad guy or you going out of your way to say this and this but they'll probably shut you down and say you're, you're lying and you're making this into something it's not so just be careful when you um try to put a point out and try not to use judgment or a rebuking or um just be careful to not actually go against something and we also have to um pray before you do it because if we go on it on based on our flesh and our own ideas it's not great healthily either because it will then stress you out and then that's not what God wants for you he wants to protect you he wants to protect all his kids so if you're going off after another sister or a brother or you're just pointing out that what they're doing isn't right surely they will be defensive so use discernment before you do it and so that you don't look like the bad person and your intentions may be good out of concern but they may not they may see that you're attacking them so just use discernment as much as we hate to admit it trouble inevitably marks every one of our lives the preacher was right when he wrote in Ecclesiastes that all our days are full of sorrow when trouble comes assumes that trouble will come and not just to people who are living in rebellion against God but to those even especially to those who are seeking to live for God's glory with deep wisdom and broad scriptural insight, Dr. Reckler identifies the sources of our troubles and calls off to faith in the Son who endured suffering and enters into all our sorrows. Yes, I am reading books based on grief, sorrow and hardships, boundaries. I'll be covering some of these if I feel led to share these such things. Um yeah so and i'm laying down so if you hear like any rustling that's just me moving about um yeah so all believers suffer and sometimes we suffer in agonizing ways dr reckon helps us understand suffering from god's perspective by telling the stories of biblical figures who endured suffering his own story related at the beginning of the book is compelling and encouraging we need energy and fuel to make it through the hard times and dr wackens give us that fuel in this biblical saturated book some more deep meditation on scripture has intersected with a wide understanding of human nature to yield a book that speaks earnestly to our lives i have preached and taught on most of the biblical figures described in this book but i learned many new truths as i read these studies okay nice also when you're trying to point out something that isn't right you feel and believe that it's not right there there has to be a way of going to someone without pushing them away or ending that friendship because we all have to be careful also how do we know what's an idol in our life how do we know certain medications are good for us? And how do we know um, when to stop them? And how do we know when to like continue them? Also, do, if we're taking these such medications to help us with um, a disorder or something going on like you you need help with, don't be ashamed of it. 
also um are you taking it because society tells you to or do you believe that you have that disorder or that you know god's given you a gift but people in the world have labeled it like autism or something or adhd but there's this stigma around christians who don't believe in mental health and then there's some christians that do and there's some churches that don't even believe in mental health so um where where do we go to when we have really intense emotions and how can we express ourselves to those down here only god understands our emotions he gave them to us but how who can we go to as a as a a brother and sister in christ about them when we really need to just speak to someone and say like look i'm not having a good day or i'm just being this right now and that we shouldn't feel a burden to open up about that to somebody that we could feel safe to actually express that and not feel like ignored or misunderstood about it all to everyone who has ever prayed for me when i was in trouble and to my gracious lord jesus christ who has considered all my trouble and forgiven all my sins psalms 25 18 nobody knows the trouble i've seen prologue psalm 37 39 and 40 it was the spring semester of the academic year and i was in trouble real trouble over the course of several long and difficult weeks i felt deeper and deeper into discouragement until eventually there were ways where i wondered if i had the will to live now before i continue reading there's been times where i feel like writing about things in my life and how god has shown up and um i just need help with book book writing ideas and just um ways of like publishing and things if anyone knows how to like have those skills or or anyway on book making or something do reach out to me um i'm in a quiet sort of um a bit of a sad mood right now but we all have days like this and i think it's just because i'm not taking my meds right now so and i'm i'm experiencing loneliness and nobody want to talk to me so um and me experiencing that there's also i feel like cutting people certain people off who aren't really supporting me or or just coming at me for whatever reason because i'm not helping them in a way or just there's just misunderstandings going on and people talking behind my back so it's just like i find all of this in jesus name let's continue reading before i go on another rant at the time most people didn't know anything about it which is why i'm borrowing my prologue title from an old african american spiritual nobody knows the trouble i've seen i don't talk about myself much in my books and public messages my main purpose is to talk about jesus but sometimes talking about me can help me tell other people about jesus and this is one of those times in this small book i tell the stories of men and women from the bible who were all kinds of trouble who were whoops sorry in this small book (laughs) sorry (laughs) that's why we should read it properly um yeah in this small book i tell the stories of men and women from the bible who were in all kinds of trouble sorry sorry forgive me forgive me 
um people such <laughs> i'm so sorry see what i mean i think i think god knew i was gonna do that trying to cheer me up now isn't he right people such as Isaiah, elijah ruth and paul they were weighed down by guilt and shame suffered the death of loved ones going through that currently had family crises sisters crisis crises or when wait let me just read the skim for a time in this small book i tell the stories of men and women from the bible who were in all kinds of trouble people such as Josiah, elijah ruth and paul they were weighed down by guilt and shame suffered the death of loved ones had family crises um or went through other painful trials that tested their faith for some the trial was absolutely a matter of life and death this reminds me of um just just a little uh, memory well when obviously when time has passed and something happens it becomes a memory right so earlier on it was one of my a, a, a friend in Christ thanksgiving he passed away last month well, I was getting to know him and getting quite close with him as a brother and everything in Christ and a friend. And um, something, just little, just a little thing, just, just sort of perked me up. Like when someone was, ex- when the young pastor was talking about a story that he had with him, and like his response is the same how he would reply to me it was cute and I remember that it, the way he would respond you'd be like absolutely and it's true because that's exactly what the pastor said that he is what the pastor said is when um that's how Ron responded it was like oh yeah absolutely so so cute anyway maybe Ron wanted probably maybe God wanted me to remind me of that of how Ron would, would speak to me Oh, I don't know. Just you know, his his memories live on in us, um, and all the people that he touched, um, their hearts at church. So we all have a little story. That's what the pastor said. If you knew Ron, there's always a memory or something. Like there's always an encounter that you have had with him. So he was special, and he had that gift of inviting people and the gift of friendliness and I'm sure that in spirit maybe he heard all these things that were said about him and I felt like he was there listening and watching watching us sing and praise and thinking of him and um, also just being with Jesus and stuff and thinking of Jesus as well um, thanking him for his life and the last time I actually okay let's not let's not cry but obviously I'm gonna cry um the last time well the last encounter that I experienced with him I think it was near the beginning of October but mid-October I can't remember now it's been a a few weeks back where he was it was on a Tuesday and he was getting ready to go to eat um lunch with his friends in the church and you always be happy to see me there 
or see his friends there. And um, I walked up to him and he gave me a hug and a kiss on the cheek. So, it was like, you know, a tight hug and a kiss on the cheek. And he was always pleased, you know, and happy to see that I was around. Yeah. A nice gentleman. That will live on in my memories and everyone's memories. Okay. Let's carry on. Um, I've called the book When Trouble Comes. And what I want to show is how God helped these people. What made the difference for these men and women of true faith? What did they do when trouble came? I'm interested in this for my own benefit and also for yours. Because I know that you will be in trouble too. In fact you may be in trouble right now. Even if nobody knows the trouble you've seen, you are weighed down by guilt and shame, grieving the loss of a relationship, or facing an uncertain future. Um, and even if you're not in trouble now, cheer up, you will be, sooner or later. And when this happens, it will help you immensely to know what godly people do when trouble comes. But before I tell you any stories from the Bible, I want to tell you some of my story. And especially what helped me make it through. I won't tell you all of these reasons why I was in trouble. Because some of those reasons are connected to other people's stories. And I need to respect their privacy. But I will tell you what it felt like to be in trouble. And how God rescued me. To borrow a few lines from the English poet and preacher George Herbert. I lived to show his power. Who once did bring my joys to weep and now my griefs to sing. The troubles I've seen. And I, for some reason I feel the presence of the Lord right now. I, I just have this... I feel like this presence have just blanketed over me. Which is a nice expression. Just for your home right now. Oh wow, I really do right now. Hi, hi Jesus. Hello. In a strange way, what happened to me could have been an answer to prayer. Someone very close to me. Someone I love more than it's life itself was going through a time of real trouble these troubles came with feelings of such terrifying fear and painful sadness that life no longer seemed worth living these intense sufferings were far beyond anything i'd ever experienced in my own life so i asked god to lift her burden and in so far as possible to let me carry it instead lord she's too little i said she doesn't understand what's happening to her let me take whatever pain you choose to give in Oh, is that what she said? Sometimes I wish the Lord wouldn't answer my prayers, but this time maybe he did. All I know is that in the weeks and months that followed, while my beloved's burden gradually lifted, my joys was turned to sorrow. Bearing each other's burdens. Because, um, yeah. My day job... As the president of Wheaton College has plenty of challenges to begin with. I've tempted to agree with the scholar or shola. I've never really been known how to pronounce that. Um, from the University of Virginia, who studied leadership from higher education and concluded that the American college presidency is beyond the ability of anyone to do the job. Now, guys doing this podcast is actually keeping me going in life um because god always gives me ideas or i 
um, just receive some ideas to do different things to keep you guys entertained just not always about myself and I try not to just you know put journeys with Jesus on about me all the time it's like I'd like to bring other people involved and help them share their testimonies and you know read out someone's poems I'm hoping to do that soon I'm waiting to hear back from somebody to share their poems um they're very like really encouraging and I'm sure whoever is listening would be encouraged to hear their poems um and yeah maybe I will also put down a song that um I've, I've sang to God and wrote we all need encouragement especially in times like this especially with someone's just lost a close friend um a family member um, going through something just something that the lord knows in your heart to just use this episode or this podcast to comfort you and that's maybe the amount of times we try to pour out onto others we also need pouring in ourselves that's why it's nice to have a cup of tea and just sit in silence for a little while and imagine um that god's sitting with you having a cup of tea himself wrapping his arms around you and you feel his warmth okay um balancing the body handling delicate personal matters caring for students in danger facing legal accusations responding to angry letters trying to raise 10 millions of dollars making crucial hiring decisions this sounds really um top like top um admin stuff and the thing is i know like i've sort of been babied most of my life and i'm trying to gonna be honest because not everyone will will say their life story on um on their podcast they would they would not even open up so much you know you never know who is listening in a podcast or you never know who who clicks on your podcast but um i've not actually i don't really know how i've never really um not yet learn how to look after bills and things yet i mean i'd like to learn one day um yes i i I get help in this and maybe there's something i should think about and something i should actually thank the lord for for um for having that help and that coverage at the moment like i'm sure there's a lot of people that i've already learned in the age I am really doing that themselves paying their bills and finances and budgeting and I mean I haven't really been in their shoes yet but I'd like to I'd like to be a little bit more independent um maybe I do rely on people a lot I'd like to rely on myself more and rely on God more rely on God about that stuff um and just think about what people are actually going through sometimes we don't unless we experience it so there's something I've never actually opened up before I mean that's probably a reason why I should take my medication because I overshare um the society calls it ADHD and I have that apparently but um God probably calls it a gift, um, 
where I express music, songs, creativity through it probably or through through who he created me to be but um let's continue but yeah this is this just making me like just think about like wow um I really want to learn how to organize things like that you know have a bit more independence in that department of life like I've not I've not known how to do that yet um because I've got people looking after me like my family are looking after me um and I guess there's never like a right time to learn certain things in life like there's probably people much older than me that probably don't know how to make a cup of tea or don't know other things but it's a, a matter of learning or wanting to learn and asking God to help you learn and maybe we haven't really asked God about certain things yet maybe he wants us to to depend on him and maybe he can help us that's that scripture we can do all things through Christ that gives us strength strength to do so and I guess maybe the strength also means like the willpower and the the wisdom and the when he says that we can do all things through Christ that gives us strength maybe that also means that if we trust in him he's, he can help us do anything really all things are possible with god right so like if we haven't learned how to manage a budget or something or money situation it can it don't have to be just money it could be um managing friends or um your emails or not 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 worldly maybe just obeying the lord and talking to him daily like praying to him daily and just giving your actual burdens to him instead of carrying it around all day and thinking that god doesn't want to hear but he you know deep down he does and we have to silence the enemy's voice and also just give those burdens to him that you'll feel lighter anyway Ordinarily, these are all burdens I can bear without losing too much sleep, otherwise I couldn't do the job. And thankfully, there are lots of other people who help me carry all the burdens every day. But my beloved suffering affected me very deeply. And, in the wise providence of God, I faced other troubles. Two heavy burdens that are too private to share in detail, broken relationships, attacks on the character, painful experiences from the past and we have been there there's sometimes where i would tell you about things that you know have passed but god doesn't look at the past he looks at the future it wasn't the best semester for me to go through my 360 degree performance review and get honest feedback the good the bad and the ugly thing is i don't really like criticism but um it's interesting because i always ask you guys any crit like if you got any criticism or feedback and you guys have always been positive and that is just like so nice it's so nice to hear but it's like what can i improve you know like what do you want me to improve on it always seems like it seems like the journeys with jesus podcast is safe but it's like recently where people what i'm talking to there seems to be criticism and just seems to be just just things not really working out right now and i you know what guys whoever's listening please pray please pray for me and please pray for my friendships that, um 
that they're not affected by the enemy in Jesus' name. Um, and I will continue to pray for you guys as well if you're struggling with anything. If you've got any prayer requests, do let me know in an email. I've put my email down in the description so you can email me. Um, okay. About my leadership from hundreds of faculty, faculty, staff members, alumni, my students. All of this left me feeling sad and sometimes anxious. There were nights when I had trouble sleeping and mornings when I woke up hours before dawn. It was hard to get up and face the day. There were some mornings when I cried most of the time I was getting ready. And you know what, guys? I would love to get married one day. I would love to have children too. But, um... It's the thing, I've been... Most of my life, it's just been so hard just keeping a relationship and... We get into the ones that would take advantage of you and abuse you and just use you for either your body or or the what you have. So we won't get into those relationships anymore. Now that we are a new creation in Christ, we know the difference between a good relationship and a bad relationship. And if they're Christian and they follow the Lord and are God fearing, they put Him first and they don't idolize things of the world or they're not in the world. I mean, they're not of the world, you know. Or the Lord just will just convict us about it. There's something not right with, with it anyway. I don't know where this is going. Right, what's going on? It was hard to get up and face the day. There were some mornings when I cried most of the time I was getting ready. I doubt I was very good company. My problems were taking so much emotional energy. It was hard for me to be with people for very many hours at a time. I remember that on Easter Sunday of all days, when we had a house full of guests, I needed to go and be alone several times to make it through the day. And now I've also related to that because, I mean, when I was on the cruise ship, it was just like all day we were around people and I was with, I was sharing a cabin with my family and I just wanted just to sit on the balcony and just sit there listening to the Jesus waves and talk to him, talk to God. And when I've had a long day of being around people, I just want to get home, go in my bedroom and just sleep. And sometimes just put a podcast on or listen to music and just be with Jesus so I can, he can fill me up. And sometimes it, we get so consumed by our phones or TV or whatever that we don't, we're not properly filled. We're just being filled by emptiness. That doesn't make sense. We're being filled by emptiness interesting okay um yeah my wife lisa and i went to the doctor and when the staff ran through their checklist to be honest jesus is my true doctor because when i went to um to see the doctor about i went through a lot going on at uni right i had faced with so much emotional stuff it was crazy and um i had like really bad thoughts about it and this was some of the reasons why I really went to church and just wanted to make friends, I felt lonely. But, um, anyway, when I had those thoughts, I went to the doctors and it felt like they didn't even do anything, really. They just gave me these tablets that made me feel worse. Like, I just felt so dizzy, I stopped taking it. Yeah, I almost ended up going to hospital because it was so bad. Bad side effects, I'll never take them again. Don't even need to take uh, medication when you have Jesus. So, Holy Spirit is your, um, he's not even a medication, he's, he's 
he's just there, you know, he wants to be your healer, so like, he is a solution to that issue, I should listen to Danny, Danny Goki now, because I fancy listening to that, to that song now, you know, where it says, um, there's a solution to the problem, I can't remember what song that was, maybe it was Faith, um, and when the staff ran through their checklist for emotional health, I scored really badly, which was humbling. I began to struggle with whether God loved me or not. Another new experience. When I read his promises, I doubted whether I qualified. I would try to make comfort in a verse, such as Psalms 86.2, which says, Preserve my life, for I am godly, save your servant who trusts in you. The problem, of course, was that I'm not all that godly to begin with, and I was having trouble trusting the Lord, so I had no guarantee that God would save me. I could tell that I was in a downward spiral one day. I said to myself, Oh, I'm not reading that out loud. That might be triggering. Before I even read that out loud. Um, yeah, I'm not going to read that out loud. Because um, I'm like people that are dealing with um, anxiety and stuff. Um, what was it just made me that had this thought in my head just now? I was reading. Yeah, since getting to know Jesus in this journey Jesus in this journey um I might change it to that Jesus in this journey um basically it's not just like a once in a week thing you have to like go to him every day and he will change things in your life the thing is right I also when I was speaking to a friend on messenger Facebook um she's one of uh, part of the G- journeys with Jesus family. I was just talking to her yesterday, and um, I sent her like a screenshot of a YouTuber that I used to watch. Like I used to really watch. I used to watch her videos all the time. But then, because I I just sort of remembered her channel, I was thinking, oh, let's check out this YouTuber. I haven't seen her for ages. Oh, it was so demonic. I was just like, wow, I can't believe the Lord. Like when I saw her channel, I was it just. I didn't watch that channel since like 2018 or 20. I think I stopped watching it in 2018 when I started getting serious with Christ. Like, he sort of stopped all the things I stopped watching, like the things that were very worldly. Like, I would be really into like crime shows, um, messed up YouTube videos, like the dark stuff. And I don't know why I would get a thrive out of it, but I can't stand that stuff anymore. I can't even look at the thumbnails, it creeps me out. I remember, like, I'm not even joking, guys. I remember watching, like, really disturbing horror shows. And I never, like, feel anything. But I can't even watch someone kissing on TV now or anything. Or them trying to fornicate. And it's just disgusting. I can't, I can't even, I get triggered when people swear or blaspheme the Lord's name. I can't, I can't, I can't sit there and just watch that. Or I don't even like crime videos or killer shows or stuff like that anymore and people wearing provocative clothes on tv or just the amount like and i can't even listen to the same music i used to listen to like i used to listen to like house and weird trance music and when i would listen to the trance music there would be women talking about sex and stuff and it was disgusting (laughs) if you literally listen to the people i wouldn't i wouldn't say go listen to it because that then you would be probably sinning so it's just like sometimes we don't realize what we're listening to until there was one night where the lord really convicted me he was basically telling me to turn it off and i remember one night i was 
listening to it and it had like weird psychedelic pictures and then I remember one night I felt so bad I felt like really convicted and I was like god I'm sorry and I never and I never played it since it's all my worship music now and Christian music now I can't go back to that oh some of it's disgusting I can't it's so disturbing now the things that we like when we look back in our life we shouldn't be condemning ourselves because we didn't know back then we didn't know what was right or wrong back then obviously we've got to thank the lord for opening our eyes and how far we've actually really truly come because i remember used to like put youtube on every single day this was before like even went to uni or got a job like i just remember just being in my room all the time and not do much and just try to make something out of my life but i would always watch youtube and it would just be gaming videos or i don't know hang out with the wrong types of people and stuff but the lord changed my friendships oh he's doing a lot he's doing so much and still he's doing so much as well and and he's giving me a church family biblical sound based church that um I don't want to talk about or go down that route because I'm already got in trouble for talking about it. And I don't, I just don't want division among sisters and brothers. So, you know, just I just don't want drama. Anyway, where are we going with this? Yeah, I'm gonna skip. But this is how they feel. It seems like they the only way out. A few days later, I started to wonder how I would end it all. If you know, it wasn't a thought wanted to have give him any chance things were moving in a bad direction at the rate they were going how long would it be normal part of life there are some troubles i've seen not all of them by any means but to be honest reading that is kind of comforting in a weird way in a really weird way it's like the book is my friend right now (laughs) reading this this is kind of my friend right now because it's like sometimes when you're laying in bed you feel like all the thoughts in your mind you feel alone and all this and that because no one's around you and it's just like you in your head and you're like obviously the mind is a battlefield obviously you've got to bring every thought captive to the obedience of christ and pray 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 don't stop praying and sometimes it's tiring so sometimes if i did, if i can't like get the words out i'll cry or pray in tongues so yeah and this is the other thing about praying in tongues how do I even know if I'm praying in tongues? I mean, is that does it take faith? Because um, when I said that I prayed, it, well, oh, I can pray in tongues. Someone got confused and was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, I pray like I learned how to pray in tongues in the church." And they were like, "What?" They were like so confused, and I'm like, "What's wrong?" So I don't know now, like because of like I was all confused because it was just like well i thought i was praying in tongues isn't that right you know we learn it um but i don't know guys let me know what you think anyway those are some of the troubles i've seen not all of them by any means but some of what i experienced every spring i suppose that now i need to change my title to everybody knows the trouble i've seen what i want to tell you though now this for some reason feels comforting now reading this right now feels comforting it's like there's a there's someone else here you know in a way like the words i mean obviously god's word he's like obviously he's alive and he is the word 
like that was in the beginning of it, the beginning of Genesis, or was it the beginning of John? The word was God, and the and the word <laughs> is God. I don't know. It's kind of like I saw this um, picture of where like the words coming out was shaped like a human hugging the person reading it, hugging the reader. It was cute, and I hope God shows that to me on my phone when I'm scrolling or. That would be interesting if I, if honestly, Lord, if you're listening to me right now, and then I'll update the listeners if you help me find that picture of what I'm talking about. You know, he does, actually, Jesus does do that, and he also speaks through music. Jesus music only, not worldly music, but maybe sometimes worldly music, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to con- convict all worldly music, because not all worldly music are, you know trash but some of some of it is some of it isn't you just have to use discernment okay what's going on here what i wanted to tell you though is that god did not abandon me but rescued me my loving heavenly father and my lord and savior jesus christ together with the helping comforting holy spirit and I, you know what i nickname him blanket um coffee blanket beard or blanket friend or um like when I draw him in my journals, I I, I draw him in like pajamas with fluffy socks and stuff because he's and and with um, a fluffy beard. Even though we don't know what it, what they look like, we don't know what God looks like. But I just imagine him being soft and fluffy. Um, so I nickname him Fluffy Cloud. You know. Anyway. Yeah, comforting Holy Spirit brought me safety through. I can't say that my trials are over or that fears of despair will never return, but I can give that testimony that David gave and say, The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is, is their stronghold in the time of trouble. Psalms 37:39. Would you like to know some of the things that helped me? The first was this. I knew that what I was going through was really and totally completely normal. I can't ever remember struggling before with serious doubts about God's love or with feelings of despair, but that is unusual. The bitterness I briefly tasted is something that most Christians go through sooner or later, and that some Christians struggle with for a lifetime. Now guys, is this recording because my phone went off? Yes, it's recording. Right. I know this from the experience of close friends and family members. I also know it from the history of the church. Okay, we might have to end it soon. Also, guys, do let me know if you guys struggle with um, biting your fingers or I don't know, and I don't, I don't even think it is from God because the, the way I take things out on my, well, take things out or, or get rid of those. Sometimes I don't even realize I'm doing it. I think it's called like body repetitive. Um, something body repetitive I don't know but um yeah I, I I do um I will admit that I do peel skin off my fingers I know that's triggering I'm very sorry I mean I'm gonna do a disclaimer of this episode because I've opened up a lot and um hopefully this will help someone out there that are not alone if they're doing something and that even if you're doing it in public I'm not realizing or you're doing it as a comfort mechanism and that you know that it hurts the lord or that it hurts your body 
um, seek another way of getting some comfort than not hurting yourself. But sometimes, because I've done it for so long, it doesn't. I don't feel that hurt. But then sometimes, when it gets to a point where it's bleeding, I have to then realise, stop, it's getting sore now. And then my family, like, tell me off for doing it, which I think they're doing it out of concern. Like, they tell me off. They tell me off. Um, and maybe it hurts them to see me do it. And the thing is, I really hope and pray that the Lord delivers me from doing this because I've been doing it for such a long time now and I just don't want my fingers getting defected over time. I just pray that, like, the Lord heals these fingers even though they're not really our fingers, they're his. So, you know, um, don't want to keep hurting them. And I don't want to keep upsetting the Holy Spirit while I just do it. Cause I know that, like, I'm consciously aware I'm doing it. And I know that I'm doing it. But it's like, when you do it, you don't... It's like, you just get into that sort of mood. And you you want to finish it. It's so strange. <laughs> like, what? No, I, don't, I just don't want to do it anymore. It's disturbing. Yeah. I think the phone says, yeah... Yeah, don't do it, Gina. And I've dropped the phone. Sorry, guys. I've dropped the podcast. Mm. I've dropped the podcast. Yes. Wow, 44 minutes. No, let's continue. Until... Okay, let's let's continue. Just one example. The great 19th century London preacher Charles Spurgeon struggled with depression over decades of ministry. Preachers he respected told their congregations not to give way to feelings of depression. But Spurgeon said if those who blame quite so furiously could once know what depression is. To be honest, I didn't even realise this book was going to be so good. You know, I just left it on the shelf. I mean, I bought it from, I mean, was it the Iowa Sky, this Christian um, bookshop? I loved it so much. I wanted to sleep there, honestly. It was literally like book heaven for me. It was just literally like Jesus heaven in there. It was just Jesus everywhere. All I saw was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I'm just like, I'm not leaving this bookshop. <laughs> not leaving this shop. I'm not leaving this Christian shop. Oh. Yeah. Then I just realised what I just said. Whoops. <laughs> okay, don't come after me. Alright, um... But there were so many Bibles. There was like so many, like, lovely Bibles, and I just wanted to take them all off the shelf and buy them. Even though my friends like that, I've got friends who are Bible hoarders, and I've only got like three. I've got the Voice Bible, the NIV, and another NIV, which is like big printed. But I don't know why we need so many Bibles when God's Word is the same. So. Maybe different translations with different um, journals. I don't know. Anyway, what we were, were we? The Spurgeon said, If those who blame quite so furiously could once know what depression is, they would think it cruel to scatter blame. Where comfort is needed, there are experiences of children of God which are full of spiritual darkness, and I most almost persuaded that those of God's servants who have been most highly favoured have never less suffered more times of darkness than others. We see the same thing in scripture. Job was tempted to... Oh. Okay. 
I don't know about reading the rest of this now. Maybe for the next episode because um, this is almost like 50 minutes long, and I don't even know if you guys are gonna listen to the rest of, like this long. I don't want it long. I don't know, but I've kind of overshared a lot. But I pray that I don't get convicted or anything if I've overshared. But I feel like the Lord has already convicted me right now. Um, so I'm having this page 16, and <laughs> uh, there's a. It's, but on the next page it says hymns and songs that express God's grace for money became especially meaningful such as these words from the German hymn writer Jonathan John Johann Frank through the earth be shaken every heart be quaking Jesus comes my fear lightning flash and thunders crash yet though sin and hell assign me Jesus will not fail me amen to that okay Right, they will end this now because um, I don't know. Um, oh, it's really? It's almost two thirty in the morning. How? I didn't, I didn't even. Know. How is that? Um, wow. Okay, time goes fast when you're having fun. So, anyway, I hope you enjoy this. Um, I pray and hope that this blesses you and this message helps you as well. And that don't be afraid to open up because. Yeah, but I also pray that I stop doing certain things I might not, the Lord might not like anyway. We'll pray now. Heavenly Father, thank you very much for this opportunity to read this book um, and make another podcast to help listeners out there who are struggling with such, such things that only you know. Um help them to know that you're the one that they can depend on that they can lean on that you're the one that gives them peace and also i'd like to also share that earlier on that um when i was waiting for my friends to when i was waiting for my family to pick me up from the shops you gave me that scripture on um uh, be anxious for nothing but by give you a request known to god by uh, thanksgiving i think i might have just butchered it but um i heard you say that to me while waiting because i was worrying about where they were and also in the thanksgiving service earlier on that you also um mentioned that in the sermon that was mentioned in on thanksgiving so i'm sure that you were speaking to me and also for everybody and may they also go to you when they need someone to talk to and when they feel alone and know that we're never alone when we're with you please grant us peace and um, joy and um, a cough for us and we pray for protection in all we do and as we even go to bed please watch over us and send your angels to help us and guide us and protect us and may your blood cleanse us from unrighteousness and may you forgive us from things that we may have said or thought about or even done that wasn't great and just protect us from evil and we bind wicked spirits in jesus name may your will be done in jesus name we pray amen okay goodbye guys 50 minutes long i'm ending this now
get strong God is in control, hold on Anytime you down, baby, play this song God's time is the best, hold on Oh, baby, don't cry, now you gotta stay strong God is in control, hold on God's time is the best, hold on Baby, don't cry, stay strong And baby, don't cry, God has got you mm. And that's no matter what you go through Remember God, your strength and your peace too mm. Oh, in his presence, always peaceful You know I got you, I can never let you down, boo To me, you're perfect and you know I love your smile too You pull up drip, drip, looking mad cute And baby, you're a winner, you know that's true I know it's hard when you're hurt, belly coping Plus you come from a home which is broken Remember God is there, God can heal you And never stop praying, he can hear you Keep your head up, stay strong, God won't fail you And you deserve the best, girl, you're special Remember you're strong, you'll get through this And baby, you're strong, you can do this, uh And baby, don't cry, you know you gotta stay strong God is in control, hold on Anytime you're down, baby, play this song God's time is the best, hold on Oh, baby, don't cry, you know you gotta stay strong God is in control, hold on God's time is the best, hold on Baby, don't cry, stay strong I know you're feeling stressed and you're fed up Gotta give you strength, baby, keep your head up Forget about the past, let it go be Remember God is there when you're lonely Don't be looking in the mirror feeling insecure You're a sweet one, nah, not a single floor Love it how you grind, always wanting more And you'll be alright, and of this I'm sure And baby don't cry, you know you gotta stay strong God is in control, hold on Anytime you're down, baby, play this song God's time is the best, hold on Oh baby don't cry, now you gotta stay strong God is in control, hold on God's time is the best, hold on Baby don't cry, stay strong Baby don't cry, now you gotta stay strong God is in control, hold on Anytime you're down, baby, play this song God's time is the best, hold on Oh baby don't cry, now you gotta stay strong God is in control, hold on Time is the best, hold on Baby, don't cry, stay strong